Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sunday Morning with the Love in Action. I pray you're doing well today and that you're having a good weekend. God is so good, isn't he? He just continually blows me away, blows my mind. He is good. He is faithful, and he just loves us with a love that's beyond comparison, beyond description, actually. And I just hope and pray that each of you have experienced his love. And if you haven't, hey, his love is free and is right there for you. All you have to do is open up your heart to him, and he'll come rushing in. But I just thank God for who he is and for all that he has done in my life and is doing in my life. I praise him for all that I get to see him do. And I'm seeing God do just so many wonderful things. And really, that's what I want to focus on for these 30 minutes. It's just the goodness of God and how he is moving in so many powerful and exciting ways uh, right here in Dothan, right here in the Wiregrass. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Get yourself a cup of coffee if you can, and get ready to just praise God with me for his goodness. But before we do, let's go to our Father, our Abba Father, in prayer. Father God, you are so good. You are so awesome. You're so merciful. You just pour out your love. You pour out your grace more and more and more each day. And I just want to thank you and praise you for who you are, Almighty Father, Abba Father, Daddy. Thank you for loving us, as I mentioned, with a love that's just indescribable. It's indescribable. You're indescribable. You created us. You created this planet that we call home, even though those of us who know you, who have given our lives to you through your son, Jesus Christ, we know this isn't home. Our home is in heaven with you. And we're just passing by here on this beautiful planet that you created. You created the universe, the stars, the planets, the sun, the moon. Lord, you, you're just a great creator, and you're phenomenal, and you're awesome. And I want to give you praise this morning, and thank you. Thank you for loving us, for you first loved us. We're not deserving, but you love us, and you want us to be with you forever. That's why you created us, to have that relationship with you. And Lord, sin messed it all up. But praise be to you, Father. You sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, to make the way for us to reconnect with you and to have that fellowship, that life with you that you want us to have. And we thank you, Jesus, that you came and you did it all. Lord, you fulfilled just every prophecy that was given about the Messiah who would come, and that's you. And you came and you lived a perfect life. You, you fulfilled the law, something that we could not do. And then, Lord, you died on that cross for our sins. And you rose from the grave on the third day to give all who believe eternal life. And I just thank you. I get to praise you for that forever. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for being my Lord and my Savior. And Lord, I pray if anyone's listening this morning and they don't have that relationship with you, I pray today is their day that they will see that they need you. They need a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. They need a Lord, and you're Lord of all anyway, whether people recognize that or not. But Lord, to call upon you as Lord is what we need to do now and recognize that. And we get to live this life with you and then with you for eternity. So I just lift those up who haven't made that decision and pray today is their day. And Father, I pray for each person who's listening. God, you know each and every need, each and every situation, each and every circumstance, good and bad. And I just want to lift each person up to you, Father God. Lord, I know some people who are in prison listen. So God, encourage them. 
to live for you right where they're at. And when they come out, to continue to live for you. And they won't have to worry about going back. Father, I pray for those who are listening while they're, they're working. I know there's delivery drivers who listen. There's truck drivers who listen. Lord, just bless them and keep them safe. God, I know there's people who are going to church and who are leaving the early church service who are listening. God, and just bless them. Bless each and every one. Father, we just want to give you praise this morning and thank you. Thank you for everything. We love you and we praise you, and it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray in. Amen. As I mentioned at the beginning, I just want to talk about things that I've been seeing God do this year. We have gone through, what's this, eight weeks now in this new year, 2022, and it's been a phenomenal year, the first two months. And we have seen God just doing one thing after another, and then let's talk about that. Now, I'm not saying things for, for me personally have gone smooth. I've, you know, I'm dealing with things too, but still, through it all, God is phenomenal. God is awesome, and he is faithful. So just take time to count those blessings. Just think about this morning. You woke up. You had breath in your lungs. I was able to get out of bed this morning. I was able to walk, talk. That's a blessing because there's a lot of people that can't do those things. And so that's just a blessing. And even if you're in a situation where you can't walk, you got life in your body still. You got air in your lungs, that oxygen that God has provided. And so we just stop and think. We can tell people about what our God has done for us and each and every blessing. But this year, we have seen about 25 folks come to the Lord, and I praise God for that. These are decisions that people have made, first-time decisions. There have been some recommitments, and that's, that's what we do what we do at Love and Action. That's, that's why we do it, because we want to see people come to Jesus, give their lives to Him, and start experiencing that new life, and life that's true life, and that's only found in Jesus. So we've seen about 25 people come to the Lord, and... We have been blessed to baptize five people so far. What's also exciting about that is four of those converted from another religion. They were actually Muslim, and they came to the Lord, and they received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they wanted to follow him in baptism. So I just praise God for that. We have seen people baptized, and we are making disciples of folks, as the Word tells us to do. We have seen one gentleman complete our first discipleship course, which is called Training for Trainers, or short as T4T. Sometimes people call it T&T, but (laughs) it is explosive because it's the Word of God, but it's T4T. And now we have eight people and two new classes that we've just started up. One of those classes is Training for Trainers. Another, our, Our second course in our discipleship process is the 50 Commands of Christ. We have three people going through that now. And so it's just exciting seeing people come to the Lord, seeing them baptized, and seeing them start to become disciples of Christ. We have new people volunteering with us, and that's part of making disciples too, because when you read the Gospels, you see Jesus teaching, right? You see him teaching the disciples, but you also see him showing them how to go out and minister to the people. Go out and serve them. Go out and meet those needs. Go out and lay hands on the sick. Go out and cast demons out of people. Go out and serve. You know, he fed all 5,000 plus with just five barley loaves and a couple of fish, right? So he showed them how to meet needs. And when people come out to volunteer, I consider that training ground for them. 
and just to train them how to serve. Now, some of our volunteers come, they've they've already done ministry like this, and they're just ready to hit the ground running, and that's exciting too. So it's just it's just awesome seeing God move. And it all goes back to Scripture that I teach often, and I have for years, because it's it's a command from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and it's a lifestyle that all of us as believers should be living, and that's called the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20, where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He has, he has already died on that cross and was buried, and he's already come out of the grave. And now he's with his disciples. He's getting ready to depart and go back up to the Father and send the Holy Spirit to us. But before he does, he has a very important message for his disciples. And if you are a believer, then this message is for you as well, not just for those disciples who saw him face to face, but for every believer who would come after them as well. So he gives us this great commission, Matthew 28, starting in verse 18. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all I have commanded you, and I am with you always to the end of the age. You heard people say, I have a life verse, and it's really, it's a favorite verse, and that's mine, the Great Commission, because I just love going and telling people, making disciples, baptizing people, and knowing that my Jesus is with me always. It's just nothing like it, but it's a, it's a lifestyle, and it's very important to live that out, not just during a outreach with uh, love and action or a church event, but it's living it out always. And, and being involved at your church is so important. You need to do that. Being involved with a ministry like love and action is so important and just encourage you to do that as well. But when you start living out the Great Commission, you start seeing amazing things happen. And when I see people come to the Lord, that's an amazing thing. I consider that a miracle, that somebody, especially in this day and age, realizes, you know what, I have messed up my life, and I can't fix it. I need a Savior. I need a Lord. And realize that that person is Jesus Christ. And so we see people come to the Lord and it's just exciting. But we also see God's word at work. And that's exciting too because we get a lot of teaching in the Bible. And I hope you're reading his word. That you can follow along different reading plans to get into the habit of reading God's word. There's many um, plans about reading through the Bible in a year or, or just focusing on the New Testament Whatever plan you pick, pick it and stick with it because you start forming a habit of reading God's Word, and then you start studying it. And when you do, there's so much teaching that God gives us. He gives us everything we need to know and principles that we need to know. And a principle we have seen a lot lately, and well, we've seen it many times over the years, but it's really been coming up a lot here lately, is the, the principle of planting and watering. Now, we live in an agriculture area. So many people understand that if you're going to get a harvest, you got to plant a seed. And that seed's going to need water to make it grow. And there's fertilizer as well, but you plant and you water. And the Apostle Paul tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, there's a division taking place where people are saying, I follow Paul. 
And others are saying, I follow Apollos. Well, Paul wants to set the record straight and let them know, hey, Jesus is the one you need to follow. And he tells us in verse 5, he says, this 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul writes, What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So Paul is saying, look, I went out and I planted. I planted seeds of the gospel in people's hearts. Apollos has done a lot of watering. He's gone behind me or somebody else who has planted and has watered. In other words, sharing more of the gospel with the person. But the only one who can save is not Paul, it's not Apollos, it's God. And through his son, Jesus Christ, that's how people are saved. So Paul is saying, look, we need to plant and we need to water seeds of the gospel in people's hearts. But God's the one who's going to bring the increase. That principle is something that we really need to understand because too often somebody, especially who's new at sharing their faith, they share their faith, their testimony, and the person they're talking to doesn't come to the Lord right then and there, and they get very disappointed. Don't be disappointed. I mean, yes, you, you want that person to come to the Lord. I understand that, and you're just you're excited for them. You're like, here is your opportunity to totally change your life right now and for all eternity. But not everybody's going to do that right that moment. So what you're doing, you, you have planted a seed of the gospel in that person's heart. And you may come back and water that seed with some more gospel or somebody else will. And then at the right time, that person's going to be ready and give their lives to Jesus and be saved. Sometimes we see that seed come to fruition. Sometimes we don't. And we've seen some neat things at Love and Action with this principle because we do a whole lot of planting and watering seeds of the gospel. And there was a lady just a couple of weeks ago. She lives in a, in a, a community that we started going to around the fall of last year. We heard there was a need in one mobile home park, and Martha and I went out there and, and actually ended up going to a couple of different mobile home parks and just praying, seeking the Lord and it was like God said, okay, this is the area I want you to go to. So we've been going, Eleven Action has, and each month we go to this mobile home park and just love on people, and we pray with people, we share the gospel with people one-on-one, -on -one. we help meet needs with plates of food and groceries and items like that. But the main thing is planting the seeds of the gospel in people's hearts. And this one woman came to Love and Action just a couple of weeks ago who we've been loving on and sharing the gospel with at that one certain mobile home park. And while she was at Love and Action, she came for our food pantry and clothes and hygiene items. But there she was ready. And one of our volunteers had the opportunity to lead her to the Lord. And it was so awesome. And she was exciting, excited about that. And matter of fact, later that day, we went to her mobile home park and her husband told me hey my wife told me she got saved today and you know that she was excited about it. she was telling people and that's what you want people to do is let 
others know, hey, I've given my life to Jesus, and he's forgiven me, he's saved me, he's given me eternal life. But that's an example. We, we were planting those seeds, and we were watering the seeds of the gospel. And her time came where she was ready, and God brought that increase. So you see the principle of planting and watering. Another example of that, there was a young lady two years ago when we met her. She would come to Love in Action for help with food, and uh, she was homeless at that time as well. So we have showers for the homeless. We wash laundry for the homeless and just try to help them out with those physical needs that they need and share the gospel with them at the same time. So she was just really strung out on drugs and not in a very good place at all. Good things were not going on in her life, I'll just put it that way. But we kept loving on her, not judging her. I heard my friend Lance Griffin preach a message recently at Ridgecrest Baptist, where he's a, he's one of the leaders there, and, and he preached one Sunday, and I heard his message, and he said, look, people don't need a police officer. They need somebody to, to love them and to share the gospel, and I thought that's such a great analogy there. So this young lady, she didn't need us telling her, look, you're doing the wrong things, because she knew she was, and most people in that position know that it's not right. It's not good what they're doing to themselves. So we just kept kept loving her and kept sharing Jesus with us. When she came back just a couple of weeks ago, first time we'd seen her in probably about a year and a half, to almost two years, she is, has been sober for six months. But even more importantly, she gave her life to the Lord six months ago. You see, we planted those seeds and we watered those seeds of the gospel and when she left, she ended up going to a jail, and a chaplain, faithfully serving the Lord, met with her and was sharing the gospel with her, and she was ready to give her life to the Lord. And she said, I kept thinking about you and your wife because you never judged me, you loved me, and you kept telling me that there's a better life. Of course, that better life is in Jesus Christ. And so she experienced that, and she is now living that new life. There's still challenges, yes, but she's got hope of a better life now because of Jesus. And again, she's been sober for six months, and that's huge. So again, sowing the seeds of gospel in the hearts of people and watering those seeds is so important. Again, we don't always see that seed grow and somebody come to the Lord, but then other times we do. And it's so awesome when we do or when we even hear about it. It's exciting knowing that someone has started a new life in Jesus Christ. The Gospel of Mark also records the Great Commission as Jesus talks to his disciples. And in Mark 16, verse 15, we see Jesus saying, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. So Jesus is saying, again, he's saying, go everywhere. Share, share me with everybody. And in verse 16, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus tells us as he commissions us to go out and share the gospel, that we can also go out in his name and see him do many things through us. It's not us doing it, it's him doing it. And we've seen that taking place as well. One example of a healing 
we were out on one of our outreaches, and there's this woman who we've seen many times, and she is just in so much pain that she just doesn't move much. She doesn't get out of bed much, and it's really a, it's a, a miserable life. And just recently, one of our volunteers went in to pray with her, and she laid hands on her and prayed with her, and that woman got up without pain, and she started moving around. She started moving in ways she hadn't been able to because of that pain. And glory be to God, right then and there, God healed her. And she's, you know, she's moving around without that pain. And, and it's just awesome seeing God move like that. Because one thing that happens when people start getting healed, that also brings people to the Lord. And so we just praise God for that healing. And we've seen him touch other people. And, and bring healing to their lives for different things. And we just praise them for that. The next step for people who are coming to the Lord is to become disciples. And that's why we offer discipleship. Now, our Love and Action School of Discipleship is open to anybody. And we have people from, from different churches who come to go through our discipleship process. As a matter of fact, one of the young men who, who just completed T4T, he's an assistant pastor at a church. He just wants more and more of the word. He's a lay minister, so which means he, he works. He has a, a job that he works during the day, and then he helps lead his church. But he's, he wants more of the word and wants to go through the discipleship process because he can take that and teach others. And that's what it's about. It's about making disciples who can make disciples. So we teach the word of God to people and at the same time train them to share the gospel with others. And that's why we have our School of Discipleship. And we're so excited because we just completed renovation of Suite 1 at our campus. And our campus is divided up into seven suites. Our, our buildings are divided up in seven suites. And that first one, we had demolished it, or not, not the whole thing, but did some demo work in it a while back. But just waited on God to give us clear direction on it, and he then he did, and then he provided what what we needed to turn that into a wonderful discipleship center, and we call it the Love and Action School of Discipleship. One of the things that's so great about it is it has a solitude about it, because there's there's no windows except in the back part of it, and it looks out into a courtyard that's fenced off. And what's great about that is so often at Love and Action, you know, we stay so busy and people coming and going that as we're teaching or having a time of prayer, we often get interrupted, sometimes by people who, who are in need of something, and, and, and that's fine. And then other times it's people who are coming by to drop off donations, and that's great too. But, you know, there's times for that, and there's times for making disciples, and there's times for getting away and praying. So as we're in this newly renovated suite, we're not getting disturbed, and, and that makes teaching so much better, <laughs> not, not getting interrupted. And also when we're having those strategic times of prayer, that it's not getting interrupted either. And so we are in that building now and started, as I mentioned earlier, two new discipleship classes. And if you're interested in going through our discipleship process, uh, please please contact me. You can contact me at ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. Ken.tuck at loveinactionministries.com. And I'll be glad to, to, to fill you in on it. But what we do is we walk people through different 
classes. We, as I mentioned, we start out with training for trainers, and then we go to the 50 commands of Christ, and then we teach creation to Christ, which is a way that you can tell the story of creation all the way through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in about 15, 20 minutes. And it's a wonderful story a format that you get to learn and, and to share with people. Then from there, we do a theology course. And you think of theology, you don't think that, oh man, I've, I've got to have a degree in that already to go through it, because you don't. You don't have to have a degree to go through this class. We go through a book called Bible Doctrine, and it's written by Wayne Gruden, and it's systematic theology. And what it does, it just it takes disciples through this teaching, and we look at different Bible doctrines, such as the essential teachings of the Christian faith, and we look at the doctrine of the Word of God, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of man, the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of the application of redemption, the doctrine of the church, and the doctrine of the future. And it's something that you don't need to be intimidated by a theology class because it's it's very good and it, and it goes deep, but it keeps it, it keeps it simple that any person without a degree in, in theology can go through it. Now, it's, a, it's an abridged version of systematic theology that Wayne Gruden has written. It's a very thick book that many uh, universities use to teach theology with, but this is an abridged version, and it's very good, and it's very strong, and it's just it's excellent teaching. So we have, we have video segments of this, and we teach through the book as well. You know, the, the only cost to, to come to our discipleship class is when we get into this part of the study, like, like Bible doctrine, you'd, you'd have to buy that book, but it's very inexpensive as well. So then after we go through theology, you want to keep going, uh, we have a seeker study, and that teaches, it goes from Genesis through the Gospels, and its purpose is to equip uh, the believer with a scriptural tool to use when you encounter a seeker. It's somebody who isn't quite ready to receive Christ, but is interested in learning more about the Bible story of salvation. So we take you through that study as well. And then those who want to keep on going, we have an apologetics course that we teach. And there's several different books that we use in in that section too. And apologetics is just a way to, to help us to intellectually defend our Christian faith against opposing beliefs. And it's just a real good study. And what we do is, if you go through those first few courses, the training for trainers and 50 Commands of Christ and Creation to Christ and get involved with with serving, then we will give you a certificate in discipleship. Now, we're not a university, we're not a college, but we believe in recognizing people for doing what God calls us to do. And so you receive a certificate of discipleship. Now, if you go through all of it, all the way through the apologetics, then what we do is not to give a diploma. We don't do that but we will give you a baton. Think about a relay race, and they have to pass that baton to the next runner, right? And if they drop that baton, what happens? They're going to lose. But if they successfully pass that baton, they're going to finish the race. Jesus wants us to finish our race. 
And so when we finish our race, then it's time for us to pass the baton on to the next person. So that's what that signifies. That's the symbolism of the baton is to just keep passing it on to the next person. Now, when you finish with the course, you're not done because you got this life to live for Jesus. But you have just received a lot of equipment, a lot of tools that you can use to reach people for Jesus. And then when your race is done, then you will have successfully passed the baton on to the next person and the next person. And so that's just a quick look at what we do discipleship-wise at Love and Action. So we're seeing people come to the Lord. We're seeing people getting baptized. We're seeing people go through discipleship. We're seeing God move in just incredible ways. And I just had to share that with you because I just got to share what God's doing. <laughs> and it's exciting. And I just praise him for it. And I just pray that this encourages you with all the gloom and doom that's out there. We all need good news, and we have the best news. Jesus Christ died and rose again, and he offers eternal life, forgiveness, salvation to everyone. We just have to receive it. We are out of time. I want to thank you for joining me this morning, and I pray you come back next week. We're going to talk more about the Great Commission, do some teaching on that next week. And until then... I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.